Kasha! This is Michelangelo, aka Greg Sipes. You're listening to Ninja Turtle Power Hour. That's what's up! Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. That's I'm Cody buddy. Tuckett. There you damn go. it, Mike. Damn it. I can't trust your timing anymore. And I'm Mike Templeton. <laughs> Can you believe it, guys, that we have watched every episode of the 1987 series? I mean, I don't know it, about Cody, but... Not me. I don't, I don't know how you guys did it, frankly. Oh, wait, wait, I, wait. So you didn't watch all of them to catch up with us? You just, you just hopped in on this podcast? Yeah, when did you... St- I mean, I've seen them here and there. <laughs> here uh, and there? It was never a thing. Like, not everyone is into self-torture, you know? The podcast I, I, was, the, was the guidance that I needed to glue it all together. So once I joined, I started watching the seasons. And I watched a few episodes retroactively, but... All right, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, dudes, we have made it. We have officially finished the 1987 TMNT series. Yeah, I don't know how good. many, I don't know how many real fans can say that, you know, I don't either. I don't know how many other podcasts can say it either. I I, I can think of one, but that's it. I, I feel like we are in some sort of 1%, you know, of human beings for sure. Uh, you know, some sort of top 1% for sure. Uh, definitely not with money, but in watching episodes of Ninja Turtles, <laughs> We're there. Definitely not not with money. No, I'm I'm losing money <laughs> as we speak. Actually, so. yeah. <laughs> it's just it, it's it. But you're right. Like it does feel like we are in like very a very small club of podcasts that have actually re- recorded episodes for all the shows. Because I remember uh, just to pick on him because uh, he's listening to the show. Jason and Anna from Turtle Recall. Like they started that show before we started, uh, before Spencer, before you started Ninja Turtle Power Hour, and before Keith and I had come on, and yeah. they're like, they're on like Raphael drives them wild still, but they're they're doing it one episode at a time, which is you know definitely besides their personalities themselves makes that makes their podcast worth listening to is because they can Fair, really yeah be talking about one episode at a time while we kind of. Are a little bit more compact with covering three. Though still I mean, fairly in depth, the way you like give the summaries and break them down, it's very admirable what you've done here. Well, thanks. Thank you. And yeah, you know, I don't know. I didn't like actively watch uh, Next Mutation. I had it on in the background, but I can officially say I've been in the room to to see all episodes <laughs> of Ninja Turtles. Pretty see, awesome. I I watched Next Mutation when it was live on Fox. And so I do have some fond memories of it. So did I, Uh, I don't know if I saw every episode, but I I feel like I must have since, you know, there was not a lot on back then. So I was thirsting for it, but it did not stick in my brain for the most part. I won't have, I I won't, I still haven't seen the next mutation. Like I've, I watched like the very, I didn't even think I finished it, but part of the first episode, Mm. I mean, hot take. It's not any worse than power Rangers is. It it really isn't. I mean, it's literally a Power Rangers show. I mean, it's made by Saban, so it's 
Power Rangers in all but name and, you know, style, but it's really not any more goofy or crazy. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about, we're not here to talk about next mutation. We're talking about 87 and God, woo, we did it guys. How do you guys feel coming out the other end of it? Pretty good, you know. It feels like an accomplishment. Like, like we're saying, like it feels like an accomplishment because it. There's so much of it, and it's like. It it it's so it's always kind of neat when they do try new things, and and you notice it because we've watched all of these episodes consecutively, so it's like it's really cool to see when they try and do different things. And we've talked about it on like you know specific episodes. And I think for the three of us, um, I think we've, or you too, Cody, like, I think we've all kind of collectively agreed that like red sky does not deserve the hate it gets. It's not great, but it's a lot better than people give it credit for. Yeah. It's definitely not any worse than the rest of the series. Like, it it is better than a lot of the worst episodes of the 87 series for sure. Like, like it, I think it, it corrects gets a huge, everything that makes the other episodes unwatchable. Like it gets a huge, huge, you know, bonus from being a consecutive story from, you know, it, there is a through line through all three seasons. Yeah. And it, like it watches its own continuity, which is more than we can say for the rest. Of yeah. The which season. is more than what we can say for the 87 yeah. series as a whole. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's really cool. And like, I'm so glad that we did it. Thank Thank you again, Spencer, for having us on because it, it 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 really does feel cool to finally have done that and be able to say like, oh yeah, like I watched the entire 1987 Ninja Turtle series, and here's the proof. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. really appreciate it. Like, I, I'll say for me, like I I kind of feel I think similar to how I felt when I like graduated high school. It's like <laughs> I I did it, but like it was really just kind of hanging in there and being there, you know? <laughs> and but, now you don't know what your life will be afterwards. Well, but now I can just learn for fun. You know, now I can just put on any episode at any time and be like, Oh yeah, I remember this, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, it's kind the, of a weight off me a little bit. You know, I don't feel the need to ever have to like sit down and watch this show in its entirety ever again. Like now I can now, like, I mean, granted, nobody was holding a gun to our head. Like we could do this anytime. But it, it's now nice to be like, you know what? I wanted to watch just Cowabunga Shredhead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're at the point we can cherry pick. And yeah. 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 And like, if it, it feels like we earned it. Yeah. Again, for not sure. that any, not that any other fan has to watch the show. Like this, it's not a requirement for you to be a true fan of Ninja Turtles, but it's like, get on our level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been a bucket list thing of mine since, ever since I got the, uh, the turtle van my i think my dad bought it for me for my birthday that, mm-hmm. that turtle van dvd set and i mean that was cool 10 one. 11 years ago you know it, yeah i've never had an excuse to sit and watch all of them so man how would it be to have collected those dvds in one fell swoop and not over like a decade checking walmart <laughs> hoping one would come out <laughs> yeah much more convenient to just wait right. nine years <laughs> so uh guys without further ado yeah, we're looking at the last four episodes, which is Turtles to the Second Power, Monster from Dimension X, The Day the Earth Disappeared, Divide and Conquer. So let's tell some stories. Perhaps I can best explain. The story of my young friends and I 
is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. All right, I'm up first. We got Turtles to the Second Power. This is written by Jeffrey Scott and originally aired on October 12th, 1996. So we pick up right where we left last time with April Carter and the current Turtles and the past Turtles back on Earth, but under attack by one of Dreg's giant robots. So they all manage to escape and make it back to the lair, where Carter hooks them all up to Donatello's demutation machine to give the present Turtles a life force transfusion from the past Turtles. The process should take about 15 hours, which ironically enough is just how long Dreg will need to complete his building of Doomsday Robots. He's planning to use those to track down Shredder and Krang and get back the computer chip they stole that's preventing him from transporting pieces of the sun into the capital cities of Earth. Speaking of Shredder and Krang, their life force transfusion was super successful and they're working on a plan to get back to the Dregnot. They're able to ambush a duo of Dreg's Batman and Krang uses his hypnosis power that he's definitely had through this entire series to take control of one of them. 15 hours are up, and the turtles are back to full health, but the past turtles now only have 3 hours left in our time before all the turtles are phased out of existence. Carter tries to call back to Landor and Merrick, but something is wrong. At the same time, Dreg and his doomsday robots beam down to Earth to begin his conquest of the planet. April attempts to alert the authorities of Dreg's invasion, but she's too late as the invasion has already started. The turtles go topside to try to stop the two doomsday robots that are in New York, but are wildly overpowered. Lando and Merrick show up just after the turtles take off. In a moment of desperation, as the turtles are about to be crushed, Carter supermutates again and saves them. The past turtles continue to try to stop the robots, while Carter and the present turtles head to the power plant to stop Dreg. They arrive around the same time as Shredder and Krang, who are being escorted to the transporter by the hypnotized Batman, and try to give Dreg a phony chip. Dreg's wise to the ruse because of his enhanced brain power, and a three-way fight breaks out. Dreg fighting with Shredder and Krang for the computer chip so they can use it to take over the world, and the Turtles trying to stop both of those parties. Donatello makes his way to the targeting computer and messes with it a bit before Dreg wins and the other two parties are captured. With a chip installed, Dreg starts transporting pieces of the sun to the major cities of Earth. The Turtles, Shrang and Kreider watch helplessly, as Dreg destroys multiple cities. Turns out, though, that Donatello's manipulation of the Tardin computer meant that Dreg wasn't really doing any of the sun transfer stuff. He was just seeing a projection on his what-if machine that's like a virtual reality machine, right? So then another big brawl breaks out. The Turtles... I'm sorry, the Donatellos are able to transfer all the Doomsday robots on Earth to a distant asteroid, then are able to recombobulate the Tardin computer again so that when Dreg does transfer a piece of the sun, it instead goes to the Dregnot and blows it up. Dreg is drained of his mutant and mind powers. All the bad, bad guys are rounded up and transported away. April shows up with Landor and Merrick, who are able to send the past turtles back to their timeline, just as those three hours are expiring. Carter again tries to go back to college, but Landor and Merrick offer to take him to the future to be cured, to be cured of his mutation and Carter accepts. The end. Dreg teleports to Earth and begins turning Earth's satellites against it. He gives the nations of Earth 15 minutes to surrender or he will use the satellites against the world's cities. Reluctantly, the leaders of the world agree. Donatello creates a helmet that should give him the same abilities as Dreg, and the other turtles engage their enemies while Donatello uses it to redirect the satellite's beams. 
The glob father is vacuumed into a convenient machine nearby, and Dreg beams himself back off Earth, vowing revenge on the turtles. The end. All right, next up, The Day the Earth Disappeared, written by Jeffrey Scott, original air date, October 26, 1996. The turtles surface just as a massive earthquake rocks the entire city, tearing streets apart and raising volcanoes from the ground. The Dragnaut appears overhead and the turtles battle the Batman before Drag appears and defeats both Leonardo and Raphael and then seemingly kills all four of them. It turns out that what he killed were extremely realistic light holograms, allowing the real turtles to appear from the sewers and get the drop on him. After being forced into retreat, Drag reveals that he's planning to use his transporter to teleport Earth into Dimension X's solar system. In this way, he's in this way, he's hoping that he'll be able to finally defeat the turtles. A space warp starts appearing near the Earth, growing larger and larger enough to swallow the planet in just a few hours. Donatello attempts to trace the origin of the warp, but D- Drag uses a black hole's gravity to pull Leonardo, Donatello, and Splinter inside. Following a warp storm, Donatello and Leonardo end up on a planetoid, while Splinter ends up on Drag's ship. Raphael and Michelangelo fall through the black hole several minutes later, finding themselves separated from their brothers, and all four turtles are confronted by various monsters across Dimension X. Meanwhile, Splinter fights a few Batman and sabotages the ship before accidentally encountering Drag and Mung. Splinter uses the transporter to beam Leonardo and Donatello out of the black hole, and then Leonardo destroys the controls, which means the ship will be sucked into a black hole. They manage to escape through the portal, to the lair where April greets them just before the Dregnaut is sucked into the black hole and destroyed. Donatello repairs the portal only for a giant blue hand to reach through, but Leonardo destroys the controls and shuts it off, and Donatello promises not to turn it on again. Amazing storytelling. That brings us to issue... I always want to say issue. Episode 8. Just shows you how much I love talking about comic books, I guess. Divide and Conquer. This Episode came out November 2nd, possibly, definitely in the year 1996, and was written by Jeffrey Scott, just like the rest of this season. So the Turtles are locked in combat with an alien. Uh, They defeat him, and before they can question him about why he has attacked them, he nabs Leo's belt and disappears. Apparently, this has happened multiple times now, and the Turtles can't figure out why. In Dimension X... Dreg is in some sort of asteroid cantina challenging people to see how long they can last in a fight with the turtles. Oops. It's just when he sends the next one that Mikey finds a tracking device on himself and chucks it, just before the most recent challenger appears in the turtle van with them. Things aren't looking good for our heroes, but then the extra-dimensional challenger takes Don's bow and disappears. Dreg has found the help he needs from this challenge and takes the aliens with him to carry out his latest scheme. He gets some microbots from Mung and is going to use them to commence his scheme. In the sewers, the turtles are home but on edge, so they meditate and train with Splinter. Splinter teaches them a new move called the Flying Claw, which is pretty much just giving someone a full-on koala hug from behind. So Dreg builds a suit with the microbots. It's then that he uses it to betray his new allies by absorbing them and stealing their power for his own. He leaves to defeat the Turtles, 
They detect him teleporting to Earth, so they go to confront him. They are no match for Dreg's abilities, and they have to retreat to the lair. To compete with Dreg, they decide that they need Krang's body from Dimension X. Donatello fires up his portal to take them there. However, Dreg has notified them that he has kidnapped April, and that they had better come get her. So, the turtles split up. Raph and Leo go to save April, and Mikey and Don go to Dimension X to get Krang's body out of the dilapidated Technodrome. Raph and Leo burst into April's apartment, only to fall into Dreg's trap and be captured by him. Luckily, they're able to escape his clutches and grab April before driving off in their van. Dreg gives chase. Don and Mike retrieve Krang's body after a little trouble with some extra-dimensional squatters. They show up just as Dreg is getting ready to crush the turtle van with April and their brothers in it. They make Krang's body grow to an enormous size, hop in, and fight Dreg with it. They're on the ground and losing with little time left before the body shrinks to the size of a ping-pong ball and explodes. They decide that they must use the flying claw. So they koala-hug Dreg and jump out before it starts shrinking with him. They quickly chuck him into a portal before everything explodes. They get back to the lair, where Splinter tells his sons that he is no longer their sensei. They are his equals now. He's taught them all he can. The end. And that's it. That is the 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. What an ending. What? What an ending. I had no idea what a koala hug was. You know, it, it's hugging someone with your arms and legs. You know, you like just jump on them and, and hug them with your arm and legs, you know, wrap them around them. I just, yeah. I didn't never... know, but I, I, vis- I quickly visually thought of it. So, I, I mean, I, like, I, it, I, yeah, I, like, it, it makes sense. I've legs. just, yeah, I've just never heard it referred to as a koala hug. So, oh, well, that I, you know, may, maybe it's a generational thing. I maybe, think... maybe it's a colloquial thing. I, I'm not sure. They yeah, have claws too, so you know that's tiger that's claw, strictly that's strictly a, a Utah, you know, colloquialism. I mean, I don't I don't think so. I've never heard of <laughs> a, a generational <laughs> colloquialism. Yeah. Are koalas yeah, native? Young. I'm still native with it. Too? Yeah. yeah, koala koalas are native to uh Utah, right? No, actually they're they're invasive here. We have a huge koala problem. Yeah. Oh, in, in Monument <laughs> Valley. Yeah, they're they're definitely known for how much they reproduce. <laughs> in insane mounts koala right. definitely aren't in danger of going extinct at all yeah those those native eucalyptus forests in uh utah right yeah exactly <laughs> all over the place all right guys let's dissect these puppies in the second time around hey uh, nice junk all right so first thing i notice some of these episodes don't have the cbs action zone opening but some do. Some do. Yeah, it was a weird. It's well. It's, it's been like that on on my on the digital versions too. Like some of them have like now loading the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the CBS Action Zone. Yeah. And like yeah, on the DVD, others don't. Turtles of the Second Power was the first one that hasn't had it since mm. the season started. So I have to imagine like they just have like literally whatever version of the episode was lying around, and some of them just have it. And the kind of standard turtle media where they're like, we're not going to do anything beyond what we absolutely have to with these. So just put them out. Put which, the file on the disc. <laughs> which when we get to the news, like I've got a big question about that. Um, yeah, even like earlier 
DVD episodes have clearly been just like someone's VHS rip. Like there was like tracking and scan lines. <laughs> yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. Like the whole screen will just like wobble like it used to for a VCR. You know, like yeah. yeah when I this is out of the 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 norm, but w- I was watching the the next mutation Power Rangers crossover. And on the DVD, there's a scene where suddenly like, the quality turns and everything's like dyed blue. All the colors are jacked up. So just well, if it's yeah, turtles, like if, slap well, it if you look at if you look at um, if you Google like Power Rangers turtles, like that picture of like that scene of them shaking hands is like usually the first thing that you'll see. You know, I, I posted on our like Thanksgiving, like we give thanks this day kind of joke. Um, but that's one of those blue scenes. Yeah, it'd be fun to be behind the scenes on like when they're putting these DVDs together and like just how like slapstick it is because they're like, oh my god, this is the only copy we have. Yeah, yeah. Well, and of 193, like if this is the bad one, y'all can get over it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, and when we when we talked to Blair about um, the 2003 series, like you know, he he kind of mentioned that like all they really had were the TV edits, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's a small miracle they saved it at all because it really, I can't imagine. I mean, I guess they did put stuff out on VHS back then, but I don't remember anything. Well, yeah. like, well, there any were kind of like, here's a full season of anything. Yeah. And, no. and they weren't very complete either. Like, there, it was a scatter shot of episodes. It wasn't yeah, like, yeah, it, it would be a selection. Yeah. It would be a selection of episodes, but like from different seasons too. Like, and you to, think to, like, to more theme who, than. Then, like, We've lost several seasons of like uh, uh, Doctor Who, and like we don't have a complete recording of Super Bowl One. So like the fact that the, that anything has been saved is pretty amazing. Yeah, so. which uh, yeah, physical media, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was part of like why like I Love Lucy is one of the only um, shows that's like in its entirety like collectible because she filmed it. Like, and they, they filmed it on like film rather than like broadcasting it. Um, so like, if you look at other shows from that time period, like there were, there would, they would record the show for the East coast. They would record it live there and then like rebroadcast it like, you know, across, you know, for, for the Western, for the Western rebroadcast. Um, but it was always like a bad quality. And so what she pioneered was they filmed it on film and then that's what was sold to the individual stations. Hmm. So that's why like I Love Lucy is one of the only like really old shows that's preserved in a way. So anyway, I love I Love Lucy. I have all nine seasons on DVD. She was a brilliant lady. In many Absolutely, ways. man. We wouldn't have, you know, Star Trek without her. We wouldn't have Mission Impossible without her. We wouldn't have you know, a bunch of stuff. So I love Lucy. So I asked y'all uh, to, to watch that episode of the, the Poochie episode of the Simpsons, right? Yeah. Um, I, it's a fantastic episode. Uh, very heavily mirrors Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Like there's a part where they're like, they're, they're doing a focus group and they're like, so you want a, a down to earth show that's full of magic robots. And like, that's just, exactly what i imagine ninja turtles looks like from the outside 
But there's one line in particular that Homer says. He says, Poochie needs to be louder, angrier, and have access to a time machine. <laughs> and in these uh, episodes, Carter has access to a time machine. <laughs> like, and he does mean, transform and become louder and angrier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Keith, Keith was 100% correct. Like, he, like, Carter was the Poochie of this season. Yeah. And so, like, I honestly think that they were setting up Carter to be his own show. Like to be his own character on like a spinoff of Ninja Turtles. Like he has to have been. Yeah. I mean the David Weiss interview um, that was floating around on your discord. He doesn't say that it was with that purpose, but it was definitely like a, uh, the executives mandate where it's like, yeah, we need this guy in here and like, you have to have him. So that, that, that does check out. And whoever posted that, thank you. I, I watched it too. It was really interesting. It was a uh, Terra, wasn't it? I think no, so. No, I'm terrible with names, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good. It's it's, it's always interesting to see because like you see these shows, like you see like the name, you know, like you're tempted to see who is it? I forget Jeffrey Scott, and you're like, oh mm. boy, why did this guy do this? And when you hear like David Wise's stories, you you realize like what a job it also was and it's like this is what you have to write this is what we want and they're just you know they're doing stuff that they're just like ooh, yikes not a fan of this so it's, oh, it's interesting it to have that context it was a target not Terra. yeah yeah it very interesting to think that like they also have bad days on the job <laughs> you know like i think of a writer on a cartoon like this i'm like oh they must have just had every iota of creative freedom ever and like that's very not very much not the case. So, well, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of writers on you know cartoons, especially like in the '90s, you know, when you had like you know you had educational standards that you had to meet and stuff like that, um, and then also like just regular broadcast standards, like you had you had to deal with, and then like IP owners, and it, it's it's just crazy. Like you know, like you said, like people kind of assume that like writers can just do whatever they want. It's like absolutely not. In fact, like we've talked to, or I've I've talked to like the Rise writers, um, Ron, um, a couple of the Rise writers, and you know they kind they kind of talked about like how they had to write, you know, basically what Nick had told them. You know, they had to write the show a certain way, and that's kind of why they all have like you know eleven minute episodes. Mm. So it, yeah, like it, it really does. It's interesting to like you have that curtain kind of pulled back and be like, oh, okay, yeah. How much is studio mandated and everything else? Yeah, guys, is a uh, is Dare still around? I, I saw a sticker for it on the side. Yeah, of the I have that in my. <laughs> I have that in my notes too. Yeah. <laughs> sticker on the police desk. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think Dare is back. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, I don't know. I know it was there when I was still in elementary school, but that was a very long time ago now. Man, Dare, that, that brings you back. I had to read an essay I wrote for Dare in front of the whole school. <laughs> it was that good. It was it what yeah no I won the opportunity to do that some nice. crazy how <laughs> dare and book it man those were the two I was so nervous I had to smoke a doobie beforehand to calm down <laughs> they made you do swish with fluoride in the hallway before <laughs> right 
so Turtles to the Second Power. This is the final episode to feature Carter, but also Shredder and Krang. Hmm. So good. I'm so glad Carter left. That's what, I, that's what I was saying last week, though. Sometimes I think they just drug it out because, like, they wanted fans to be excited he was going to leave. And yeah. they're, like, teasing <laughs> at it. And they're, like, teasing at it. And, and so people kept tuning in, like, oh, man. Is he really going to leave? Is he going to do it? I just sometimes I wonder if that's what their goal. Is. I just felt yeah. bad for him. Like the guy just wanted to go back to school. <laughs> like for real. he wants yeah. education. He yeah. wants. He just I, wants his education. Like I just want to go back to college, guys. <laughs> the like, like no. it wasn't. He definitely like wasn't the worst, but like he just felt completely unnecessary. Yeah, in, like because he because he didn't add he didn't add anything, and it just it kind of became annoying because it's like without the transform like the his transformation bits like it kind of felt like april could have done some of the more sciencey stuff that he does yeah because like because april got really sidelined true now that i think about it though what does actually he need to go to school for because he's already like a super genius well he he wanted he wanted to learn more he wanted to learn more biotechnology or whatever oh yeah wasn't it because he was he was he said he was specifically going like to school for like bio something it okay, like cures mutation but he must have been going for like an undergrad degree right since he was already <laughs> <laughs> since he was already pretty proficient in uh yeah. helping the turtles demutate yeah but i mean it's like can he really put that on like his <laughs> his letter he's just sandbagging advanced schooling you know could you imagine getting that resume like you helped the ninja the turtles yeah stabilize the... their mutations yeah do you have any proof of this? Well, uh, I was no, a giant, they don't I was a giant, do it anymore. Yeah. He's like, well, I was a giant yellow monster, if you can believe it. <laughs> right, right. Here, let me show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That would be, he's yeah, not that would here. Be so he's like, yeah, he would have gone back to school with his unstable mutation. Yeah. But it seems state. Yeah, anyway, that's, yeah. that's an anchovy. Let's, yeah. Uh, Krang also two. loses his bubble walker in the previous episode, but he has it again in this episode. Just thought that would point that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in this episode, they also mention the League of Nations instead of the United Nations. Yeah, I thought that was weird. The second time they haven't talked about the the United Nations, and for our listeners that maybe don't know, the League of Nations was like an early version of United Nations that formed after World War One, and then and then eventually that kind of got dissolved, and we have the United Nations now. But for some well, I guess reason, it was also for your podcast hosts who didn't know that too. Yeah, <laughs> okay. History buff over here. You are about to become a father, aren't you? Yeah, wow. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> are you reading books about submarines yet? You're about to be uh, that guy in the commercials. Exactly, no. yeah. yeah. Well, you see, the thing is, I don't read books. I just end up like getting stuck on TikToks, right? And I'm just like, what? Mm. The Nazis were strung out on meth? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, TikTok doesn't get enough credit for like how much like good educational stuff you do like fall into. Yeah, well, you do get I mean, stuck sometimes wondering, like... How much of this am I just, you know, having too much good faith in this? Oh, certainly, person certainly. I don't know. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like you got to be careful. But yeah, like there's a lot of good stuff on TikTok. So, um, hey, but, yeah, I just, I just wonder Sorry. why they can't say United Nations in the show. Maybe there's some yeah. kind of like legal thing, or it's like has a specific, Royal or maybe they just didn't want. Like, I'm sure, maybe I don't know. Maybe there was just more trouble than it was worth, or yeah, I mean, maybe it's I one of those know. things that just like makes it too real like if they're threatening the un like that's something that could happen that's true because uh, 
Because then they also didn't say the World Trade Center, did they? Didn't they use some different term for it? No, they said the World Trade Center, I think, or okay. something like that. Maybe, maybe it was like the Twin Towers, but they were on I top think... of the World Trade Center for sure. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I thought they and, just and named they it said something, something that yeah. confirmed it to be so. Yeah. Hmm. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I just find it interesting that it's like they can't say United Nations. Because, uh, like, I don't know, it's said in, I feel like it's said in modern movies and things like that, and, and used. Uh, like, I'm pretty sure it was used in the Avengers movies, like in, in Captain America Civil yeah. War. Yeah. Weird. So I'm just kind of curious why it's, like, it seems like they're not allowed to. Maybe someone wasn't keeping up with, you know, current events. <laughs> just they were it was rushing. It was 50 years out of date. <laughs> Yeah, Jeffrey Scott was like a 90-year-old man in reality. Yeah. Back in my day, we had a League of Nations. <laughs> uh, League of Nations does sound cooler than United Nations. It is oh, much more right. like yeah. comic booky superhero. It does sound very superhero comic booky. Uh, did you have any any second times around for this, Cody? Um I mean, color-coded mobsters, i they're snazzy. Sorry, I meant uh, 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 Turtles of the Second Power. I want to make sure we didn't get through. Get... I want to make no, sure you... No. Okay. no, yeah, you're good. You know you're saying. good. Yeah. Did Mike die? Possibly. <laughs> All right, Mobster from Dimension X. Mobster from Dimension X. Um, so, Professor Huxley, uh, does he look like anybody to you guys? He looks like the scientist from Terminator 2. Exactly, uh, especially with his son. I was get I was definitely getting some Miles no, Dyson vibes. Too. Did did was Termi- when did Terminator 2 come out? Like that was before. 90, that was before yeah, like 84, 90, right? Huh? Terminator 2 was like 92. Oh, no, yeah, cuz I was just wondering if it was possible they if they stole that originally, if they stole Baxter from Terminator 2. But yeah. I don't oh. know. I'm not a history you buff. Mean, I'm not. You mean major. Huxley? Yeah, because he basically is Baxter and Terminator Two guy. Yeah, I thought Huxley looked like a, uh, yeah, like like Baxter Stockton. Mm-hmm. Got the same lab coat and the bow tie, same glasses. But I also feel like that's kind of like scientist look, you know, at the True. same time. Right, but it's like specifically, like he's a black scientist, and it's like yes, and he has a mustache, and he has a mustache, like and this, glasses. this almost and like a sweater. Yeah, no, he does definitely look a whole lot like Baxter Stock. Yeah, like he looks Mirage a lot like Mirage Baxter. So, which is weird which, though, like so, like Drake has that like translocator that's the same from the comics, and now we have this Mirage Baxter Stockman. Like w- weird time to be making references to the comics, like last season of the show you know <laughs> it's their last chance they had to finally show well, their creds it, it's also a like this is the first and only season that or was the set last season also written by by uh, jeffrey scott no it's just this season it was, it's the last season written by anybody yeah i mean he's written by anyone <laughs> yeah last but, season was all david wise this G- season's all jeffrey scott well yeah, so, is it now? because i got I got a little Ooh. piece of trivia for one of the next episodes. Ooh. Well, Conspiracy. Actually, actually for this episode. So apparently, uh, this episode was ghostwritten by David Wise. 
Huh. See, I don't. So I watched that interview that was posted mm-hmm. on our Discord, and because uh, I, I know the the point you're talking about, because it says like he was brought on because the other writer didn't know how to write them or something, right? Yeah. So he talks about that, but he he, he talks about that as as part of season nine, not part of season ten. So I'm not entirely sure that, it's, and this is the only place I think I've ever seen where it mentions that he ghost wrote this. And also in that interview, he talks about how he, how he would like to get more credit for creating, like, like making the TMNT as big as it is. So I just, mm. I just don't believe that he ghost wrote this. I mean, it's, that is a good point to make. I do have to watch that interview. Um, so it's, it, it sucks that like, we'll never know now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I have a hard time believing it, and I I haven't found another source that confirms it except. But for I mean, but I mean, part of the part part of the evidence, like you know, is is that this episode does very specifically feel different than the rest of the season. Like it's pretty goofy. Yeah, it almost feels like they had this script lying around and just like tra- changed Shredder to Drag and yeah, put it, it out there. Like exactly. like this could it's have a been, season four episode, right? Well, I mean, this could have been a season eight episode or a season nine episode. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, the Globfather is definitely like a goofy David Wisey and Michael Reeves name. So, yeah, yeah. I this whole episode, I I thought maybe it was Shredder and Crane that had hired the Globfather because they're trying to get that protein brain. Uh, in- I am going to talk about that in anchovies. So, oh, but okay. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say we know that the Titanodrome has a protein silicon brain. Because back in Beneath the Streets, they stole a Medi-Laser because this protein silicon brain of the Technodrome had an owie. So, like, uh, so Alvin, the son of, um, or sorry, no, Alvin, Alvin Huxley is, is the professor. Uh, Alvin Huxley was played by Dave Fenoy, who is one of my favorite voice actors. Uh, just a ton of stuff and just the one of the nicest guys he's played um oh gosh i'm trying to think of a lot of stuff that you have you ever played like the last of us or not the last of us um the walking dead like telltale video game no like that's his that's his biggest his biggest role is as lee from that game and just an iconic video game character um spencer you watch you watch clone wars he was pong krell oh really yeah um So like just an iconic voice actor, just fantastic guy. And so it was it like it didn't sound like him because I mean, obviously, because this was almost 40 years ago. So it was like it, 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 he's a lot. He's 71 now. So he was a lot younger back then. I was just kind of like, oh, dang. <laughs> he's also so, the announcer on Hulu. Uh, he's the announcer on Hulu. He is. um a guy, Like he's just an iconic voice. And it's like it's one of those like you hear it and you're like, okay, that's, that's Dave Fenway. Man, Pong Krell. I hate that guy, <laughs> but he's so, <laughs> but he's, but he's so good. Oh no, absolutely. Like, like you're supposed to hate Pong Krell. And so he yeah. does an amazing job uh, with that character for sure. All right. Are we ready for the next episode? Yeah. The day the earth disappeared. Uh, I don't have much. I, I was just curious. When was the last time we saw Don tell us, portable portal generator it's been yeah, a while it was it yeah. was kind of neat when they he pulled it out and it's like oh like i haven't seen that in a while like we've said we saw like the other portal 
generator earlier this season. But like this, like the the portable one, like, huh, like it, it's been a while since we've seen it. I was realizing how silly it is to be like a toy collector. Because like the link between like the excitement of seeing that, knowing that it's a toy I've recently seen is real and like palpable when it, it really shouldn't be because it's it, just like it a made goofy me want it. It made me want to open it. Yeah, have, but it I just like I have it, but I haven't opened it yet from NECA. <laughs> it sends a thrill like, oh, this is the thing. I know the thing. And I I'm have, like, why? I have the thing. Why is that there? <laughs> Which I'm going to feel like that when I get my turtle van from NECA. That, that could be part of like the success of of this cartoon is like once again people were more in love with the toys than they really were the cartoon and so when they have the toy yeah. and then they're like oh man there's the toy like that same excitement when you're a kid when you see it on tv it's like oh man yeah this is the thing i have and like, and like that's, and that's why that's people are still of... buying the toys like 30 years later because they're like that's i saw of... the thing as a kid and i have the thing yeah, i mean like that's that's why yeah. they would do that you know it's because because like you you know play with the toy that you saw on tv it's like yeah. you know that's why the turtles would get like the what was it what was the, the sewer tube yeah you know or the or the cheapskates god remember the cheapskates <laughs> yeah yeah they it's, it's such an interesting part ago. of like human psychology yeah like there's the thing and then you know have the thing yeah so it, it was cool it was cool like, seeing the portable portal generator again but it's like that's kind of it. Like there wasn't really much to this episode. Yeah. So divide and conquer then. The final episode of the show. Yeah. So like the asteroid space pub is looks kind of like the Triceraton homeworld in ships. Like yeah. it's got that same triangular flotation shape. And granted, while cantina scenes, uh, you know, space cantina scenes are not exclusive to Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles was inspired by Star Wars, I still feel like going around this cantina is kind of reminiscent of Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman's take on it in the Mirage comic books. Which, Interesting. Well, yeah, we've talked about different visuals being pulled from them. I'm kind of wondering if maybe some of that, I don't know, whatever bad blood there kind of may have been between the studio and, you know, between, uh, what's the name of the studio that produced the cartoon? Fred Wolf. Uh, Fred Wolf, yeah, Fred Wolf Studios and like Mirage had maybe kind of died down because I don't know. I know that there was the whole. I don't know when that whole lawsuit thing happened, but maybe it just seemed. I don't know. They seemed like really protective of a lot of their characters and stuff, and uh, at least like on the Mirage side of things. Mm. And so I'm kind of wondering if maybe some of that was like breaking down, or if I don't know. This new writer that isn't David Wise was kind of like letting that be in there. Granted, the writer, I don't know if he really determines the visuals all that much. I know it's just interesting because like, yeah, there's been multiple things that we've noticed in these last four episodes Mm -hmm. that feel reminiscent of the comic books. I feel like Uh, even just over time, you would naturally have people who are more fans of the show, just like just a literal function of just how long it's been that like people involved in it would be more likely to have known. Yeah. The comics gotten into the comic book. That's true. Mm. Uh, One of Lord Drag's requirements for the, uh, bad guys that he's sending after the turtles is that they have to last 90 seconds against them. Uh, the shapeshifter woman who attacks the turtles in the turtle van, uh, only fought them for 30 seconds before leaving. So 
Not sure why. Not sure why she passed the bar. Uh, times different in Dimension X, you know. Yeah, yeah gravity, Actually, that's a really good, that's a really good uh, <laughs> explanation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Krang, so Krang's android body is like the big thing that like saves the day at the end of the episode, um, specifically because like it can grow in size, which we saw it do way back in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't an anchovy. This is just more like me just kind of questioning. Like, didn't they destroyed the molecular ampl- amplification unit? that he had in his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And they also mentioned that the, this one was on his belt though. Yeah, that's true. They also mentioned though, that the body is indestructible, but we saw it get destroyed in pirate radio and Irma shot it in the back <laughs> and Shredder triumphant and disabled it. And also, like you said, they just like went into the shoulder scene back in season one. So like it's anything but destruct indestructible. Yeah. Like it, it can be destroyed. Like it's probably really hard to destroy. Yeah. But Maybe like, it's like it, self-healing material too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean, I think that was like we say it's really hard to destroy, but Irma destroyed it by shooting it with a laser gun. Irma, with with, with well, she didn't destroy yeah. it; she disabled it. Sorry, right. disabled it. Sorry. So, it's also a crack shot. She's an expert marksman. Right. She was in Rambo mode that time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she was. She wasn't even fifty feet tall at that time. Right. Uh. But yeah, so like, I was just kind of like they destroyed the amplification unit. So it's like, it shouldn't be able to do that anymore. Cause it hasn't really grown since season one. True. Right. I don't Fair think enough. so. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't think I has. And so he's like, still got, he's still got the, like the arms that will like turn into claws and stuff. But even yeah, that, like, like sometimes we've seen him take them off, hang them on the wall and then pick up another pair of arms. So who knows? Yeah. And so it's, it's just kind of like, it's a cool callback to the first season. And I do wish that they had like specifically like Donatello had specifically said like, cause Michelangelo was questioning it and then Donatello was telling him about it. And he's like, yeah, remember we fought it, you know, we fought it years ago. And it's like, that would have been such a cool, like callback. Like I, like I know the whole thing is a callback because like they remembered or Donatello remembered that he could do it. But God, I wish he had just said that. Like, remember we fought it. Just a little bit extra, just one more line, just would have okay. like, really been really cool. Yeah. Um my my last thing is that at a certain point, Dreg just suddenly blasts lasers out of his eye. Has he done that before? Yeah, he's done it. He's done it throughout the yeah. show this season. He's, he's done it a, f- a few times. What's weird though is that he's usually shooting. He's usually shooting another laser beam and also shooting from his eyes. I've noticed him do that a couple of times. He'll have yeah. a laser gun. He'll be shooting it. And also his eyes will be shooting laser beams. Well, I mean, because it dries out his eyes. So he needs to like save that. <laughs> right. Okay. I don't and know. He has a little I bottle of space yeah. eye drops. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot about it before, but for some reason, this was the first time I guess it really registered for me. I don't know. Mm. Uh, this is the first and only time that the Technodrome appears in the show without Krang and Shredder. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of got those, you know, squatters or whatever they are living there. So it's like, so I so Krang and Shredder got sent back to, to dimension X and then just like, you know, they're, they're off doing whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if it was intentional, but like the squatters, I mean, the squatters look like they're built out of like, you know, pieces that were in the Technodrome. Like, you know, because one of them is like 
a like really warped version of Krang's android body. Yeah. And then like there's the purple one that looks like a, like a mutated version of like their communicator, like the purple communicator they always hold. Hmm. He just mm. like the way the way like his his body's like kind of like it's got that shape. Hmm. I got to take a closer look at them. Well, let me put it in the group chat so you can look at it real quick while we're talking, while we're recording this episode. A visual reference. And so, like, I was trying to figure out what the other two squatters look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. No, fair so, enough. What a cursed existence. Yeah, like, I, that's, I just, I, like, I don't think that was the intention, what they were going for, but I was just like, that would be neat if it, if they were just like mutated tech from the the technodrome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the blue one's head does kind of have the shape of a foot soldier, like the larger eyes. And we know they have tubes from a uh, alpha one, but yeah. Than that, yeah. Yeah. If you look at his foot, it, it is kind of like a, almost like a cloth ninja gear foot, like a gi or something. Yeah. Or uh, maybe one of those, uh, oh, what are their names? Those things that have like the, the robotic tentacles that wheel around on a single wheel. Roadkill. Oh, the Roadkill Rodney? Roadkill Rodney. Yeah. Man, and those things were Rodney. barely in this show. Yeah. They were like only. The Roadkill like, Rodneys? They, they haven't been in the show since the first season. That's crazy. They were such a big part of the video games, you know? I, right. I always assume they come back. They were so dapper, too. I love them. This is more proof folks have only ever seen like the first season tops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, interesting. They are a sweet design though. For sure. All right, guys, let's put some anchovies on this pizza. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble. Okay. Echo legend low. All right. So, turtles to the second power. So hopefully I'm not pulling a dregs laser vision thing here, <laughs> but, uh, Craig's brain power, Craig's like brain power is new, right? Where he just like where he's like ethically just makes that Batman. Yeah, like I that was that's brand new. Okay, that is not a power that Craig has ever had before. (laughs) No, we've never seen him exhibit hypnosis, unless it's been like real deep rooted in. Bebop and Rocksteady and Shredder. Yeah, I was going to say, like, time, unless, yeah. unless, like, him gaslighting Shredder for 10 seasons has been that. <laughs> Always has, has been Krang just, hip, like, low-key hypnotizing him. Um, yeah, that's brand new. And, like, it's so funny, like, how he does it. It's like, he just walks upstairs at him. He's like, you will listen to me. And it's like, there's no, like, woo music or, like, his eyes don't turn into, like, you know, the little hypnotizing, like, yeah. spiral. Like, there's nothing to indicate that he's doing anything other than saying, you will listen to me. And the thing is like, okay. Yeah, well, and, and my thing with it is I, I'm okay with characters developing new abilities or finding new things, but it's just the fact that this is the last episode that he ever appears in, and he just has it out of nowhere. You know, it, it just, it was like, okay, no, whatever. Yeah, like, it, like it, it's not like the dark, or the, the super mutations that we've been dealing with, like where like we see them develop that like crank just has it. And it's implied that he has always had it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, what? No. 
Especially when we know that he has access to at least two different holographic projectors. Yeah. And, and has made like, so many mind control. Yeah, machines. exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you it. could have just done that then. <laughs> well, also, like, like, we know that Splinter has a modicum of hypnosis. Like, couldn't Shredder do it because he's on the same level ninja or whatever? But Yeah, like, is that a foot technique? Is that... Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Also, like, I... I kind of didn't like the way they sent off Shredder and Krang because, like, I watched it. I'm like, I don't know what happened to them because you, you can't really see them on the teleporter. You can kind of hear Shredder yell, I won't go back. But I was like, <laughs> I was like real confused. I'm like, where did they go at the end of that, yeah. that episode? I, I kind of wish they had a little bit of a better send off or at least, you know, show them on the teleporter. I don't know. Yeah, like it's it's just really disappointing that like this was how they're gone. Maybe the plan was, well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they weren't planning on ending the season quite yet at that point when they wrote this episode and they wanted to have them come back. I don't know. Mm. Like, that would make sense because it is an ending to have them come back later. Uh, but, you know, this is a show definitely where they're just trying to make it go for as long as possible, I feel like. Yeah, yeah I also wonder, again, if at the time, if that was even in like the zeitgeist necessarily to like have to have that kind of care into a kid's show necessarily. I don't think there was, uh, what like X-Men would have been the only only one I can think of. Yeah. Batman, the animated series, but those ones like stand out for having changed the game, you know, because of that reason. Like Batman didn't have the, like, like X Men was like every episode built on the last episode. Like it's it's all one story. Batman the uh, animated yeah. series. Like you could you could kind of just pick up any episode and it's like more or less self contained. Like there is continuity, but it's it's more like continuity in this show where it's like oh we've met Bugman before. You know it's not like okay. episode yeah. to episode. But okay, that's about what I was saying. But okay, no, that makes sense. Either way, it was it was at this point where people like actually started putting care into I feel like into making kids shows yeah. more more so than they had before. Yeah, definitely. Also, why why couldn't they have just sent Carter to college? Like, why the whole future aspect where he's just like, oh yeah, I can go to the future and be cured there. The future has better well, colleges. Yeah, because yeah, the future's got better colleges. But I mean, they higher they... student debt. Better like, colleges. Yeah. yeah. Free like, college let, too. Lender, Lender America like specifically say that like, you know, our future can provide medicines that your time can't. Yeah. So he's, he's just basically jump starting his education. So I, I'm, I, I was okay with that. Though he I, really shouldn't trust people who are dressed so goofily, you know, how good can the future be? In well, I mean, like to be fair, like they've saved the day a few times and like they've worked specifically with Carter. So, I mean, they could, maybe they're just setting up evil plots. Maybe they're the villains. Maybe. But like, I don't know. I don't really like them. Had... I don't like the look about them. <laughs> but Carter really had like nothing on earth. Like he had, like, he was just ready to just up and jump to the future. No thought, no second thought to it. The second See, it's offered. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, thought, I thought it would have been absolutely hilarious if he like said his goodbye, disappeared, and then, like, immediately, like, two seconds later, he reappears. Hey, guys, I'm fully cured. And he's, like, 30 years older. 
That is my favorite like time travel kind of bit. I love yeah. stuff like that where it's like, like I would have died if that if that's what had happened. But it's like oh, uh, and this is kind of different. But like in the Terminator movies, where like the Terminator has to like slowly travel through time by just by living it, you know? Yeah, like, that, so, like that's one they, of my they go through time and did. he's old, and he's yeah. like, yeah, I've just been hanging around. I mean, and like, and they do that because like Arnold Schwarzenegger is old, but yeah. it's like that's one of my favorite things that they did in the last like two Terminator movies. Like, especially in Dark Fate, uh, where he just like, you know, he killed John Connor and then like just lived, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, yeah, I love that kind of time travel stuff. Just like, oh, I'm back. <laughs> or like or like Futurama when they like drop his head when they're in 1952. And they drop Bender's head like in the sand and then they come back a thousand years later to get it. <laughs> Oh man, I need to rewatch Futurama. Well, the new season starts yeah. uh, next week, so oh, wow, you can all watch it now. Like, you can watch it now on Hulu. I guess that's kind of like my big problem with Carter in general now is that like he has no other connections besides the turtles. He has no life. He has literally nothing. Like we don't know anything. Has he ever talked about, about his family? Turtles. I mean, he must be like an orphan or something. I guess. Yeah, like. In like April, I guess doesn't really have family, but she at least has like her job at Channel Six and like a news crew and things like that in her life. Carter has like nothing, and I feel like that's one of the biggest things that can help like ground or like make a character interesting and relatable is by simply giving them some sort of relationship, like a family or I don't know, a job, something that is like what we have in real life instead of just being like, oh yeah, I just live in this warehouse and build robots and stuff before I met you guys and practice martial arts from something. Uh, yeah. Really? Now like the, I just, the one relation we guys. know he had it stayed on a, on a combat planet because it was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That like high school. Yeah. 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 Cave. yeah. And, and yeah, like he was living, he had a, a quote unquote workshop or something, but it was just, he clearly wasn't renting it. Like all the windows yeah. were broken and it was decrepit. Yeah. So like, I guess it's Carter's... just that generation. They're willing to just go off into a uncertain future. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is like Carter is less human than the turtles are really like at the end of all this. And that's why the character doesn't land. <laughs> True. Yeah. He's Super also like in this episode, again, he shows off his outrageous science knowledge where he's like, like, how does he even know to like beam stuff off? I was gonna like, say that the was the perfect hole. that was the perfect transition into mobster from Dimension X. <laughs> but <laughs> sorry, I just thought that was funny. But the, my other issue with Turtles: The Second Power, my final issue is that the crossover with themselves just kind of portrays and shows that these they're like the most static characters of all time. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's us from the past. We're saying the exact same things at the same time. We have the exact same personality. Nothing has changed about us over all these years through our, well, ba- all our battles. With well, that's what I, that's what I suggested like, last week. Like it would have, it would have meant more if the turtles that they brought back from the past were from more than just two years ago. Like if they had brought back like first season turtles and like specifically animated them that way, then yeah, you can definitely cool. see the difference between that season and this season. But like when it, when you just flash back to two seasons ago, like season eight, 
where they already look like the red sky turtles and the vibe had already changed. Like, yeah, like you kind of lose that. So yeah, it just, it, it had the potential to be like a really cool crossover, but meh. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is for like a crossover with a character's past version of themselves for it to like really be meaningful and do cool things. You have to, have the character's growth compared to where they started or where they were at before, in my opinion. Uh, like, that that makes that crossover worth it and, and gives it meaning instead of just being like, oh, man, look at that. There's two of me or, mm. you know, eight of them in this case. Uh, and they just don't do that because these are incredibly static characters that, that don't change at all. <laughs> I think, too, they would have had to keep track of you know, two sets of dis- visually distinct turtles. Um, and this show can't get, like, the colors of the bandanas. <laughs> yeah, they have of a- the four, four turtles they have already correct half of the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So maybe that was a unknown limitation. They just kind of wrote around it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's there's a, There's a lot of scenes of them just saying the same things to each other. Yeah. Which, like, that worked in a different way when, like, the 2012 Turtles met, you know, the 87 Turtles or the, you know, when 2003 did it in Turtles Forever. Like, yeah. But, I mean, granted, those are different universes, so it's not like they were meeting, you know, their past selves like they were here, so. Yes, and to give the 87 show credit, like, this one, yeah, definitely should have been, like, let's go get Turtles from another universe. It's just at this time. At this time, the only other universe was was the Mirage Turtle. So, oh, I guess the movies existed too. But, and Archie, right? And Archie, yeah, yep, yeah, Archie did too. All right, well, there there was already three other universes, but you know, <laughs> still a. I'm, I'm sure none of them played ball together at all. Right. They also like that's a pretty common thing now, but that was like way too highbrow back then. You know, oh, like that's yeah. a that's a. That's a high concept sci-fi. Don't confuse thing there. the viewers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, time travel we can kind of get away with. Other dimensional versions of the same characters. That's a little, a little iffy. Now we got Spider Gwen and all that other crap. So yeah, yeah. No, now all we got right. multiver- multiverses coming out the wazoo. But you know, I, I yeah. think that when Turtles Forever did it, it was still pretty novel. Heck, even even though it was just their own version of Turtles Forever in 2012, the multiverse thing wasn't overdone yet. All right, mobster from Dimension X. So why why did Leo cut the table leg with the computer on it, with the protein computer on it? He just just cuts it out of nowhere and is going to just smash this computer. Apparently, <laughs> like they're, they're in the middle. Of, what's that? It didn't make a lot of sense. I noticed that too. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, why did he do that? Was anyone even attacking him? <laughs> I don't yeah. remember. It'd be one thing if they like maybe had him like swipe at someone and accidentally miss and then go oops, but he just cuts it intentionally is what it looks like anyway. Uh, if that was the animator's intention or not, I have no idea. But yeah, I was I was very confused. This episode, an odd return to form, and it really didn't work for me on a lot of levels. Like, there's a vacuum robot at the end that like. Just kind of comes out of nowhere. The kid cart like ramps his car off this pile of papers, and that's like what distracts Drag lo- from <laughs> yeah, exploding the Earth with mind-controlled satellites. Yeah, 
yeah, uh, is yeah, it's all over the place. I, I didn't really care for it that much. I mean, just the little kid being ignored subplot in general, like was it just felt really like kind of pointless because it was just like, oh man, they don't want to listen to me. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, he doesn't really save the day because no one like because they finally decide to listen to him or anything. He just kind of yeah drives his remote control car and and he's able to help a little bit. I guess you know. Like, yeah, like yeah. to be honest, like I forgot that he came. He comes back. I did too. I'm trying to remember <laughs> yeah. it right now. I just have a note <laughs> that mentioned him. Uh, but you know what? Speaking of uh, what we talked about in the last section with David Wise, uh, and how we were kind of confused on how it, or if he ghost wrote this or not, this episode has a mobster. It's true. It's literally mobsters, yeah. mobster from Dimension X. Like, you know, we we got a we got an old school, you know, eighty seven mobster in the last I mean, season. So, yeah, really. I, I mean, I if you, you yeah, if you swapped out, you know, Drag for Shredder and Krang, I mean, it's very much a standard episode of the show. I was surprised that Drag was back so soon. That's kind of why I thought it was maybe Krang, and maybe they weren't going to reveal who it was. But I'm obviously they had to reveal who it was. I think right? that's where kind of it kind of stunk that like the reveal that the Globfather was working for Drag kind of happened so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I don't know. I just I'm kind of getting tired of this whole thing where it's like, yeah, let's introduce like a new villain or character, and then it just turns out that they're working for the villain of the entire series. That you know, yeah. like, there's just no getting escaping like the big giant whatever they decide the current villain is whether it's drag or shredder and krang it's like oh but yeah this this mobster whatever else we've introduced they're not just working out on their own they're hired by shredder and krang or, or yeah Dredd, but we gotta bring them back in the story yeah. and it's like why they well, seem they're really like like really it's, they feel it feels like they've laid it on really thick with drag especially i mean it's because yeah. he's had less episodes but like this is like the fourth or fifth time it's happened in the 16 episodes he's in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Gr- Dreg has this evil villain, Gravity, that pulls evil to him. I like that. But, like, I like, mm-hmm. like I like reference to recent Armageddon game ending. Anybody? Yeah. Dreg's got the 10th <laughs> tenth, tenth cut. Um, I, need to, I need to have my reference acknowledged. But I like I caught it, Cody. I like I that Drake, and ignored. No. I like that Drake like seemingly knows where to get help when he like needs it. And so it's like when he when he wants somebody to take care of the turtles, like he knows he can go like he knows who he can call. His little evil Rolodex and he's Yeah, he's like, got like a little go. evil Rolodex and like between him and Mung, like they they know a bunch of contractors they they can come have them, you know, take care of the turtles. Granted, they all suck and they don't take care of the turtles, but it's like, it's just funny that Dreg has that Rolodex, you know? The evil yellow pages. The yellow pages of evil. But do do all these villains suck or are the turtles just that good? You know? That's good. Why why not both? (laughs) So when Dreg first appeared, he was looking for gold. Like, whatever happened to that? Yeah. He's been all over the place, but... I was I mean because he quickly fell into like the crane trap, and so it's like it, it's got to it's got to be like something with the turtles messing with you know you, you know, and it's like you just automatically lose your mind. 
Yeah, like your your dignity can't take any more hits, so you have yeah. to deal with them. Yeah. Exactly. All right, we're ready for the day the Earth disappeared. The day the yeah. Earth disappeared. I, God, I I reviewed this episode and I totally forgot everything. Yeah, I so I didn't. Yeah, there really wasn't was a lot to it. Pretty good episode. I mean, they keep mixing up Leo and Raph, uh, color wise, and yeah. then. My real big one was the very opening of this show where it turns out they're fighting holograms of the turtles. So if the turtles have hologram technology, why are they doing anything else? Yeah. Also, it was kind of it was kind of weird seeing them like pull up on drag and then like using the laser cannons, like pointing them at him like they've never really done that before. Right. Uh, my my thing is like at the very end, April's just like I've been holding this portal open for you guys like the whole time or something like that, and it's like then why wasn't this portal like because being held open, why wasn't it there in the background, just open the whole time? Like what what does she mean by she was holding it open the whole yeah, time? Yeah, she. I thought yeah. that too. Like is she pressing the key? <laughs> like, she's on the other side of the room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it just like appears and it's like, wait a minute, if you're holding it open, then shouldn't it be there? You know, is she able to just like move it around? Like she's got one of those, like a, like a track ball that she's got bored, rolled it around dimension (laughs) X. I think part of the, I think part of the bummer, one of the bummers is that like, yeah, like April doesn't get a whole lot to do this whole season. Like it just sucks for her. Yeah. Yeah. Carter definitely replaced her. Or the large bulk of it. And then once Carter's gone, they were just like, we don't even need April anymore anyways. Yeah. It's also like, I was kind of confused because like, okay, we have a black hole, a dimension yeah. hole, and <laughs> Earth, and possibly Dimension X. Like, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on in this one. A lot of holes. A lot of space holes do you need, they got it. Yeah, yeah. whatever space hole you need. Yeah, it is one of those things where it's like, why can't why can't uh, the dimension hole just also suck the Earth? Why do you need a black hole behind the dimension hole to suck the Earth into the dimension hole? Yeah, and I think that's where I was getting confused by it. <laughs> yeah, no, it took me a second to like fully comprehend what they were trying to do there. Yeah. All right, we ready for divide and conquer? Yeah. What a boring last episode. Yeah, I don't know. You know, there, there's a lot of combat and stuff. For for me, one of my weirdest things is that there's this whole moment where Mung's just like, we need all of the microbots for, I don't know, some big plan or to be able to carry something out. And and then Dreg like pushes him down and then just takes the <laughs> microbots anyway and leaves. And that never pays off. Like, why why did they have that scene? Why, why on earth was there this whole thing with Mung being like, oh no, you can't take it. We need every last microbot. Like, well, what was the point well, of that? Isn't that also where, um, like, Mung breaks and he tells, like, Dreg that he's too obsessed with the turtles? Is that the yeah, same scene? I think so. Okay, I, I guess maybe... I don't know. Even that, though, like, I'm just... I, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was to show just, like... Like, Dreg's become obsessed with with the turtles, even though they, even though they have bigger fish to fry. Yeah, but it also doesn't answer the question of like earlier we sh- we we were shown that one microbot can make another, can make two, can make eight, etc. Yeah, but here they have to have him in like cloning vats or something. It's like, what's the matter if he takes one? You know? Yeah. 
But it's also not a very. No, go. Go on. Oh, it's not a very final feeling defeat of Dreg. You know, it's kind of like that explosion off screen, definitely like way, way. You don't even see the explosion because he's inside of a portal. You just hear, no. Yeah. And that's it, which is once again, maybe, you know, the possibility of another season happening. You know, you don't want any death to feel too final. But it would have been nice if it was a more final feeling defeat. I feel like this season really should have ended with episode five uh, with, with the way everything was. Yeah, yeah. It's too bad he can't show you know someone getting blown to smithereens on kids' cartoons. But yeah, yeah, man. If, <laughs> if there's one thing children's cartoons needed, it's more people being blown to smithereens. Yeah, because like we're in agreement. Like Dreg died off screen, right? I mean, I, more I than likely. I'm gonna say yeah. no. With are it's, you kidding me? Are you kidding? Dreg's I mean, body, koala hugging him and shrinking to the size of a ping pong ball. That's death. <laughs> that's death before it even blows up. Don't yeah. count my boy out. He's he has eye laser beams. I mean, who knows what that's he's exactly of. that's exactly why they do that kind of thing so that they can use him later, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, in, in I mean, my heart, he's still out there floating around. Because you would think he would be gone forever when he was like teleported to dimension x with nothing but he came back for three more episodes yeah so the dude's Uh, scrappy yeah this episode like to me it had very like last day on the job vibes so like we mentioned before (laughs) like they're supposed to be there for 90 seconds to to earn the right to fight the turtles again later or whatever yeah but they also keep stealing their stuff and so it seems like maybe they were supposed to come back with some sort of trophy but then like the writing got mixed up or something. This whole idea of like Krang, the robot blowing up when it shrinks, like that's never been a thing before. Yeah. Um, they mention Donatello mentions when they go to the Technodrome that the way they'll get back is through the Technodrome's portal. It's like, well, if that worked then how were Shredder and Krang's been stuck there for the last two years. Yeah. And then also, but also immediately when they get there, he's like, Oh, I don't know if it's got enough power to send us through. And it's like, Donatello, like this was your plan. Yeah, like Donatello seems like so weirdly like, like kind of like he has the idiot ball in this episode. Because mm-hmm. like, well, you feel like he should have told Mikey, you know, beforehand, or like he, that that would have been a thing to say about the uh, about Krang, the Krang suit, you know, shrinking and blowing up. Like that would have been something that like I would have brought up a while ago, kind of. Yeah, thing. not thirty seconds before it happens. Not thirty seconds before it happens. You know, this has very like second draft, but not final draft vibes to me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> including the fact that at the end, uh, Donatello messes up their popcorn, but not a pizza. And I was thinking yeah, about like, like, when don't... was the last time they mentioned a pizza on this show? Yeah, like we we like yeah like you know they didn't even get to have like their iconic meal for the final Mm -hmm. episode yeah yeah you know and i feel like they've picked on donatello for his cooking before right yeah i actually don't think this is the first time he's messed up popcorn yeah because i'm pretty sure there was one where they made like broccoli peanut butter popcorn but gosh yeah just overall just kind of a disappointing final episode and this was something that like i was thinking about too like back then like kids cartoons, like we weren't told these were final episodes a lot of the time. 
Like when it, when your show when your show ended, it ended, and then we were stupid enough because like you know shows went into syndication, so they would just we knew what rerun reruns were, but we didn't know that the show had ended and they weren't making any new episodes. So like, well, also they didn't like in the storyline. Like the last episode of He Man is could be the first episode of He Man. Like right, there's no finality to it whatsoever. Yeah, and so that's what we're saying. Like shows didn't have they were their their serialization wasn't there. So like. This was and so like seasons eight, nine, and ten for Turtles. Like these were the these were the first serialized episodes, um, because like Batman the animated series and X Men had really established that like kids like that. And so when Turtles tried to adapt it, like it's it's like oh okay like that's cool, but also like like I said like we 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 didn't know that this was the final episode back then. Like we, like there was no announcement that or or like a lead up to it like watch this like you know like join the turtles on their final adventure you know in the well, series no finale it, so. not buying oh, the right. toys immediately right. Nobody, <laughs> well right yeah. nobody was nobody's watching it but also but that's what i'm saying is like nobody they just didn't do that for cartoons back then like nowadays you know when you know when a series finale is happening you mm-hmm. know they're a little bit more they're a little bit more open about it and like you know rise is the most recent example like that episode is you know titled finale yeah so like it it's 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 a lot more common now for kids to know like okay this show's ending i can expect you know a new one in a couple years or whatever you know and so it gives you more of an incentive to watch and so it's like i feel like if they had done that you know people might have been enticed to come back and be like oh let me check out where the turtles are i haven't watched since season four but also at the same time, like the internet didn't exist back then like it does now. So it's like, how would they have really gotten that message out? Like, you know, comics like on the or, playground. Or, like, did you see the final episode? <laughs> well, I mean, that was well, I'm saying, like on the playground. We didn't know that was the final episode. So, yeah. Also, like we're well into Power Rangers. And I think is it Pokemon coming out right around the same time. 90, 95. Yeah. yeah or so. no, Pokemon is 90. It's like 97. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it was when I was in like, like, yeah, 97. Just starting junior high, I think. The the playground started to move on. Yeah. Yeah, because by that time, I'd never talked to anybody about Turtles. You're like the only person I've ever met who actually like watched the Red Skies seasons on TV. Like when they were airing. (laughs) I I know no one else. Yeah, it's kind of wild that you're the only person. Who have it's watched the show too, and like no one ever mentions these last couple of seasons. Like no one is even aware of it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I wouldn't even like I I don't even remember like even realizing that there was like a clear difference beyond like I you, you knew it moved to like CBS and so like that's why you felt the difference. But I don't even distinctly remember like, oh, they changed the show. Yeah. Which I don't know. I guess I, I don't know if I was a dumb kid or we were all like, oh, more, or to me, I feel like the show didn't necessarily change too much. I don't know. Yeah, no. you're good. Yeah, we, we were all dumb kids. It was the same way for me with Fast Forward. I, I was like, I remember asking other kids, like, well, you know, you've seen like Ninja Turtles Fast Forward, right? Like, have you seen it? And they're just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me being like, oh, all right. Apparently I'm the only person tuning into Saturday morning cartoons. I guess everyone else just has cable. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's one rough thing. Like, cause in like TikTok, I interact with lots of kids, and um, it's sad because kids will be like, "Oh, nobody else loves toys," and it's like that sucks. But it's like, imagine that kids 
but you have literally no way of like talking to other fans ever. Yeah. So like yeah. you truly do <laughs> like, well, it's just me taping Red Sky on VHS. <laughs> yeah. No, it was I, I wasn't on the internet quite then yet either, because at that age, yeah. So it was the same way for me. It was just like, oh, I guess this is a thing that uh, just I like. Yeah, there's that some merit the to that, though. You know, you, you like it just for you, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I was never a, a craze chaser, but, you know, I kind of didn't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Gentlemen, it's almost 930. We got yep, yep. a whole section of news. <laughs> I love being a turtle then. Let's, let's talk about what we loved. Oh, I love being a turtle. All right, Turtles to the Second Power. It It is a pretty epic end to the three-part saga, I think. You know, I mean, like, Shredder and Krang aren't sent off in the best, like, most final way. But, you know, you had, you had eight turtles, you know, and, and you know, people being revived and all sorts of things. It it ended pretty epically. Yeah, definitely felt like the strong point of, this, of the season. Yeah. These three episodes. Um... Carter exited exactly how I wanted him to. He's just like, my people need me. And it's possible he died on his way to the future. (laughs) I'm glad glad you got the ending you wanted. Yeah, it just out of nowhere. He's like, "Ah, I better just go, I guess. (laughs) We never heard from him again. (laughs) I don't hate him. I just think he was superfluous. Sounds like you hate him. So, yeah. I did like how when Dreg calls like the League of Nations, it, it's it's made it like he like found out their secret phone number, but he calls, they answer immediately. So like this guy is just like waiting around to take any random calls that come in because he's like mad he's taking the call, but he still answered like the first ring. I yeah. love that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have the budget to animate three rings, right? <laughs> Uh, I I guess I guess that's it. Mobster from Dimension X. Mobsters from Dimension. It was fun to see an old school mobster storyline. Globfather, what a good I, pun! Yes, I was about to say I I love the Globfather pun. It it made me laugh when I first heard it. It still makes me laugh. There was something funny about that. I also I like the uh I like Professor Huxley. Like it it would have been nice if that had. It's nice to have seen like that's what a like Mirage Baxter could have looked like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His son also was the Carter we deserved. I liked that kid. <laughs> well, it's like if if we if we got that kid, if we if we got his son, it's like we should have just had Zach then. But mm-hmm. uh, Zach, um, I like there's a part in this where the Globfather he globifies a dude. The turtles find him. And like in his glob form, he like speaks his last words and apparently dies. Yeah. And the turtles just like stare at him and then run away. It's like, man, this is messed up. It was kind of like gruesome the way he died. Yeah. I also like there's several parts where Donatello just cuts off that kid mid sentence. Yeah. Just, like he's he's so he's so rude to that kid. Yeah, I know. He's like, listen, I've been putting up with Carter for the last 16 episodes. I'm not yeah, taking like, crap like from not, you. It's not even yeah. just that he's like ignoring the kid. He's like stealing his ideas in front of him. Right. Like he's let so, a new it, Carter take root. He can't. He's so he's so mean to the kid. And it's just it's just it's genuinely funny. Um, but it's like 
you do you do kind of feel bad for the kid <laughs> so i just love the the blob father i think is a great design especially when he's in the military suit i just love when he yeah. keeps putting on new suits just, or he'll yeah, and then like he'll switch to being the blob guy and then he'll switch back like that's fun yeah. it just it really feels like he was a villain from an earlier season yeah. for sure um, uh the day the earth disappeared i liked Man. seeing all the different monsters yeah. in in dimension x like that was kind of cool and that was kind of what I was talking about last week where I said I wanted to see like Prang and Shredder like, you know, like toughing it out in Dimension X. Like this is the kind of stuff like I was imagining that they were fighting on the daily. Yeah, I really wish we would have seen more of Dimension X, not just like the one random asteroid that the Technodrome was caught in. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because like Dimension X like seems huge, like the neutrinos live there, the rock soldiers live there, like, you know, all of these different aliens live there. Like it would have been really cool to see all of the di- all the different, you know, locales. I was not ready for Splinter to be like, save yourselves and then let go of Raphael. Right. Like, that was like, that was some heroic shit. Oh, I liked it. He's definitely badass Splinter mode in this episode. Oh, totally. I love badass Splinter. Th- this episode is really like, like the turtles don't save themselves. It's really Splinter and kind of maybe April, but definitely Splinter, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's this whole quote of like, I don't want to fight, but cast a stone into the lake and the ripples will return to you. It's so yeah, good. Like, I, I, have, like, I have goosebumps from you so, saying that line right now, man. That's a good line. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it is, it's a good line. I, I, I actually heard that and I was like, this is actually genuinely sounds wise and super cool. You sounds know, David wise. David wise. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of like splinter lines in here where he says something and you kind of just like roll your eyes where you're like, that's something trying to sound wise, but it's just kind of stupid. But that was actually good. That was actually a good line. That was a bar as the kids say. Do the kids say that? I've never heard that one. They do. They do. The kids do. Hmm. I'm too old. So if we know that they probably don't say it anymore, we're probably. Fair enough. Spencer. Spencer's the youngster. So, you know, I've, I've got my ear to the ground just a little bit still. <laughs> gotcha. Right. Well, that's because you're not so old that you can't bend over to the ground right now. Well, I mean, <laughs> out of the four of us, only Cody's the one that's on TikTok all the time. So, right. Yeah. No, I, I can actually say they don't say bars on TikTok, on Twitch all the time. Ah, uh, got it. All right. Divide and conquer the final I, episode. I actually liked the ending. Um, I will say it's not a good episode on its own, but I think like the fact that we've seen Dreg just like get crazier and crazier and more obsessive. Yeah. Like he's gone from like yep. I need gold to like I'll fake be the hero of the earth to like okay, I'm taking over the galaxy, I'm taking over Earth, I'm gonna pull yeah. Earth into my own turf. And now he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna kill him. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I like I like, I like Dreg getting progressively like crazier, like you said, like in it you you really see the through line. I wish it had been like a little bit more apparent that he was going crazier, but I really like how it ultimately cul- culminated here. Um, also, I really like his like mech suit. Yeah, like yeah. that was, was cool. such a cool design for drag that yeah, I almost wish that was like his his normal one. It is a good upgrade also for a final battle. I will give it that for sure. Like yeah. I kind of said that it should have ended maybe with episode five, but that suit was a cool suit to end for like a big final last battle with the turtles. Yeah. 
And then also like, so I don't know if you guys ever watched like the old men in black cartoon on kids WB. Um, I was addicted to that show. And one of like my favorite uh, bad guys in the show was agent K's like old mentor um, alpha. And that was kind of his storyline is like, he went crazy and was like grafting alien, you know, parts and DNA into him. So he had all these like cool powers that he would like, you know, come back with. And that like, granted this was way before that show, but it was like that really just, I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Like, cause that was one of my favorite parts of that, uh, that character. So seeing Dreg do it was really cool. It was kind of like a, like a RPG boss fight too, where he's like constantly changing forms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Uh, the other thing is, is this actually does kind of serve as a finale for the series. I don't know when they were planning on this being the final episode. Uh, they could have just added it at the end, but you know, Splinter saying that I'm no longer your sensei, like this is, you know, you are now my equals. Yeah. You learned everything you can. Like well, that. We, we, we mentioned that, like how that could have just been a line that they had added uh-huh. to, to this. Like this could have been like an early, like a script for an earlier episode of the season, but it's like, yeah, like this, that's such a great, like final line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of the other shows have done that where like they, the turtles graduated into being splinters equals. Like, I don't think he's ever said that in any of the other shows. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so either. And some of them he dies, like 2012, he's dead, yeah. so... Yeah, so he can't say it there. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, the end of Rise, Splinter promotes Leo to leader, like, in 2003, like, I don't remember them doing that in the show. They definitely didn't do it in Turtles Forever, so... Casey and April get married, but that's that's it. Spoilers that's, yeah. for... Wow, now yeah. I don't even have to watch the show. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, good. I, I I like that for the ending of them. I had a little, little bit of a tear in my eye. I was kind of proud of them, you know? I did like how fully they committed to never giving Mikey weapons, even to the point. So the turtles are sparring, right? And this just tickled me. So they're sparring, so you have Leo and Raph going at it with the sword and Sai, and Donnie's sparring with Mikey, bow staff versus the rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, there's no moment at all where he gets any kind of ninja weapon, even in training. Yeah. He's full on roping it. Yeah. They must do have it, been man. deathly afraid of busting out with anything. All right. Uh, is that it? That's it. It's all so, you that, so, there we go. That is the entire 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show. Uh, thank you for everybody who joined us for this journey. Um, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's taken almost three years to cover this series. So yeah, That's 100, wild. 193 episodes, 94, 94 yeah, episodes. 93. Yeah, good job. What guys. a ride! What a so, ride! Yeah, man, what a ride! All right, Keith, take us into the news because there's a lot of that this week. <laughs> This is April O'Neil of Channel 6. All right. So first up in the news uh, today, uh, July 20th, marks the first day of San Diego Comic-Con in San Diego. Uh, 
it's kind of a weird show this year because the writers guild and the, and SAG-AFTRA are on strike. So pretty much everybody had to pull out of the show. Um, (laughs) So uh, actors can't be at the show promoting anything. So unfortunately that means that the uh, mutant mayhem uh, panel that was today in hall H uh, did not have the kids who play the turtles uh, or anybody else in it. Uh, they only were able to get the director, Jeff Rowe and Kevin Eastman to be on stage, which, you know, that's still good, but it is a little, it does stink a little bit. And granted, like, you know, the strike is, is good. Like those actors all deserve more money. Um, but it, it does kind of stick that they can't promote the movie and, you know, the kids have, you know, they, they've earned it. So, uh, but today, the big news, uh, other than a, a few new clips from the movie that got dropped, uh, the big, big news is that Nickelodeon uh, finally has acquired the distribution rights and streaming rights to the 87 series that we just finished. So yeah, they uh, announced huge, it, huge news. They, they announced it just to commemorate our finishing of this series. That's exactly. Like, could not have like, come at a better time just as we finished. Finally, someone watched it. it. Now we can put it on streaming service. <laughs> exactly. Who's up for a rewatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's up for a rewatch? <laughs> so uh so what we were talking about earlier, what I what I'm really curious to see is are they gonna use the same digital files that I that I bought digitally? And you know, or like the DVDs where they have the CBS action zone bumpers. We'll have to find out. Yeah, we'll have to find out. So uh I mean, that, is CBS Paramount? Oh, they're leaving it in there. They're not doing any work. They're just gonna yeah. They're probably it. not gonna. They're probably not gonna do anything <laughs> unless um, they absolutely have to. No, no, not a chance. But yeah, uh, so it'll be really cool to see that. Um, it says the the press release that got released says that it will be available on like streaming platforms. So most likely Paramount Plus, and also like it'll probably be broadcast on Nickelodeon um, or what's. Doesn't Nicktoons? That's their other channel. So, yeah. and I think I think they did mention like Pluto TV too. Yeah, and probably and probably Pluto yeah. TV finally. So if you've ever if you remember seeing the '87 cartoon on Pluto TV, you were wrong. It was never on there until next year. So well, they say month. next year, but yeah, like some other stuff says like next month. Uh, Kevin Eastman specifically said in the video next year. So we'll have to see um i have to i think the press release i've read earlier said next next year so Uh, this one's from variety so variety says next month yeah well then hot dang so i have we'll keep our ears to the ground well those of us who could reach their ears to the ground without severe back pain yeah there you go yeah uh spencer comic book news Comic books, so quite a bit because there's a few things that I forgot last week, or at least I, yeah, when I was going through the episode and editing it, I'm pretty sure I forgot them. Uh, the IDW Collection 15 is out now. Uh, Ninja Turtle Street Fighter came out July 19th, as well as the last run in the Lost Years Lost Day special. That's a lot of lost. Uh, those came out on July 19th, so they're so already yesterday. out. Uh, yes, yesterday for the time we're recording this. It'll be almost a week ago when listeners hear this. Yes. But they are in your comic book shop unless they have sold out. Uh, Ninja Turtles Usagi Yojimbo, Where When, will be out July 26th. So that's the day after this episode airs. And uh, 
yeah, that's that's all comic books coming out. Besides, there's the IDW TMNT panel at SDCC that will be airing. Well, not airing, but happening uh, a couple so, days from from the time of recording. This. So IDW is going to be doing their uh, t- what's next for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, this is going to have this. Is, I've been to that panel before back when. Um, god when issue 50 was coming out like when i and so like i that was the last time i'd been to that panel and they had debuted like the big like nine piece you know nine all all nine covers that mateus had done and how they all like made one oh, picture that was so good um so i was in the room when that happened uh so i will be going down to san diego comic-con on saturday uh, that panel is at 11. Uh, I mean, it'll already have happened by the time this episode comes out, but hopefully I will have, I'll be getting to San Diego at 10. The panel is at 11. So hopefully I will be able to get in the convention center uh, by then. Uh, I bet we'll see last Ronin too. Yeah. It's supposed to talk about a lot of stuff. So like, you know, Armageddon game just had rammed up, uh, wrapped up. So, you know, we'll probably, get what's next for the turtles in that aspect. They may now announce some new things that are coming in the main book. Um, we'll probably get a preview of the last Ronin, you know, chapter two, you know, which is what lost years and lost days are building up to. The, the so last year Ronin. Yeah. The last year Ronin. So the next chapter in the Ronin verse, cause Tom Walter told us it was a trilogy. So, you know, chapter two of the trilogy should be coming out. So, uh, Keith has stuff here in the games oh, section yes. of this. Yeah. So, for fans of Matchmasters, uh, they're doing a, a Ninja Turtles season. Um, that's all I got. Is it based <laughs> oh, yeah. on? Is it based on Mutant Mayhem? No, it's not. Uh, it looks like it's like the original '87 cartoon. Oh, weird. Um, so, yeah. I downloaded. Are you a master? I, I downloaded it. I tried playing it. Uh, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't play it long enough to ever f- see that there was access to the Turtles, which it's, I was kind of wondering. It's just like a match three, three game, game, right? Yeah, but yeah. like, I don't know if you ever played any of the ones like the Funko Pop one or the other ones where you, like, you get a character and that character has like special abilities or whatever. I played the Pokemon ones, I think. Okay, well, yeah, so it's like that. It, mm. I never saw the Turtles being available or anywhere really when I downloaded it and was playing it, so I kind of deleted it shortly afterward. You know, maybe if I would have played it longer, I would have seen that avenue open up to me, but I decided to to give it up. It's a special summer event. I don't I can't find dates for it though. So Gotcha. So if you're a fan of Matchmasters, head on over to wherever that is and go collect the turtles today. All right. And the big one, because this is San Diego Comic Con, which means that there are new toys being announced and revealed. So Cody thankfully has been able to list all of these out because they're God, there were so many that were Not revealed. Me. It was in the last actually few days. must have been Keith, I think. Oh, it was probably. Yeah. All right. I, I, like did, I didn't check the edit history. So whoever he did that, thank good. you. Yeah, no, I was I was doing that instead of trying to figure out the news piece that I added. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so there was uh, so many NECA, new toys. It broke me and I just gave up. Yeah, there's just so much being revealed. So I don't NECA, know that I caught all of them, but yeah, it's quite a list here. So NECA, get them all. NECA every year has has a big booth. And ever since they've gotten the Turtles license and have been able to do what they are doing now um, with them, with all of the new things that they've been putting out. Um 
they they've gotten in this pattern where they reveal things over the four days. So as of right now, this is what is had come out on preview night, which was Wednesday and today the 20th. Uh, they will have more figures on Friday and Saturday like they that's their thing. They add more as they go on. Uh, so you keep coming back to the booth. So as of today, um, starting in alphabetical order, we have uh, new reveals for the Archie Turtles. Um, so we finally got the reveal of the intergalactic wrestling turtles. Um, they have the prototypes there. Those prototypes are non-articulated. So if you see some pictures up there, there's no like, you know, they don't have elbow joints or knee joints and everything. Those are just the sculpts. Um, that are fully painted up so people can look at them and get an idea of what they are, but they are definitely based on like that, um, that old Archie art. <laughs> like, yeah, very, very Ken Matroni. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, they're very Ken Matroni, um, art style, like the exaggerated mouths and everything. I think they look really cool. Um, I will be buying those and apologies right now to my wife for buying those. So. I think they are expected to be a four pack from what I heard. Um, yeah, I would I assume they'd keep them together for sure. Yeah, I would assume they yeah. keep them together. I didn't see a placard next to them. Um, yeah, but since they're the, the prototypes, they're probably a, a bit further ways away yeah. exactly. compared to the rest of the stuff. Which, speaking well, of, I mean, hey, they would, if, they would still, have, they this, still have the placard out. So, If you're listening to this and you work at NECA, I just want to point out Donatello's bandana, the tails of it are not just yellow. They're also red and yellow and mostly red. Just want to well, point that I, out. You know what? When I go yeah. down and when I go down and talk to them this weekend, I will point that Actually, out. Actually. Thank you. Except, yes. Good. It's like the second thing I noticed. I was like, oh, those are awesome. Why is Donatello's <laughs> bandana mess up? Because that's the kind of uh, anal retentive nerd that I am. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, I will report back what he says next week. I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> next up, we got the reveal. Actually, this happened yesterday on preview night, but we got the reveal of Mondo Gecko. Uh, specifically the Archie version of Mondo Gecko, who looked very different than the uh, Fred Wolf 87 version. Yes, much uglier, much uglier. Uh, and a super deep cut character that a lot of people in the community did not remember, uh, Belly Bomb. The yeah. intergalactic outlaw who would work with Krang and Slash. He comes yeah. with a little Krang, too. And he comes with a little Krang in the Ken Matroni style, so really yeah, cool. He's marooned on a planet uh, as a, used as a prison with Krang and, and then Slash Crash lands, I believe, on there. And then they uh, get his spaceship and convince him to, to go. And what a, just, just a really cool design and like a super deep cut for the fans who knew that. And it's like, it, it's just funny that like so many people like just didn't realize like he was from Archie. And they're like, oh, like I don't remember him from the cartoon. And it's like, well, because legitimately he's not. So. Well, I couldn't remember his name when I saw him. Well, and then mm. I was like, it's Belly Bomb, but I wasn't sure, right? So I Googled Belly Bomb. And then I saw that there was a version of him in the 2012 series, apparently, as well. Yes. I don't know if he was but he's, he's not named Belly Bomb there, but. Oh, okay. I think it's it's one of those where they like put an apostrophe in it somewhere, or like his last name is Belly Bomb. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or like Mikey named him Belly Bomb. Because Mikey named everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rax Bellabome. Yeah, there you go. Rax B B Labome, aka Belly Bomb. All right. 
really cool. Uh, all right. So next, so next up are the Mirage reveals. Um, so there, so if you look at like how NECA does like their, their display, like they have dioramas all over the place. So this was like down in the sewers underneath everything. Um, they had, uh, all of the Mirage figures that are currently out along with two brand new ones, Baxter Stockman, who we have not seen before. Um, we've seen art from, uh, Kevin, um, based on him. So this wasn't revealed at San Diego Comic-Con just a couple days earlier. Um, Savanti Romero, who we, uh, posted, you know, a while ago that Kevin had accidentally posted art of Savanti Romero, uh, for the neck line that was coming. So we finally get to see that figure, uh, in plastic, uh, looks great. I already pre-ordered it. Um, oh, you can already pre-order it. Ooh. Yep, it is up for pre-order right now on big bad toy store and entertainment earth. Uh, and they got they got the colors right. They didn't use the color classics colors. They didn't they use the color classics colors. version, yeah. which it feels like NECA is now has heard the fans and seems like they hopefully will stop doing that. Um, Thank goodness. So I personally don't mind the color classics versions, but you know, I know I know they don't have their fans. So I mean, the Savanti one is bad though. It's he's got like red horns. He's like like a deep brown color and then he's just wearing like a tan leotard basically yeah. like there's no color to it whatsoever but so. like the, the normal version of renette now though is the brown and red and like that just matches the colors of his clothes which kind of bugs me like i i need her to be blue because i feel like blue you know of course is diametrically yeah. opposed to red and the whole and i, I got gotcha, you i got gotcha. you you know, for I do like that we. It's got to be blue. I'm just I saying. like that we have a red Renette because like she looks so much like Player Two Renette. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The palette swap. If yeah. you uh, get Renette in a video game as a playable character, I'm sure that that will be her oh, Player yeah. Two color. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and then next up, uh, kind of hidden in that sewer display, uh, was the Rat King in all of his ugly Mirage glory. He looks so cool. I'm yeah, so that that's a really cool. that's a really cool looking one. So no release date on all of these so far. Uh, over on the Tune TMNT side, we saw the new updated party wagon with the flatter roof. Um, it's open currently, so people can't see really how flat it is. Um, but it it's there on display. Uh, next to him are two are the individual Ninja Turtles figures, but specifically what was interesting is Donatello with a brand new spinning bow accessory um, and a placard that says Ultimate Donatello. And if you're familiar with the Ultimate series of figures from NECA, those are the ones that those are single figures where they have as many accessories as possible to make them the ultimate version of that figure. Uh, recently was the tune April that was re-released, uh, as an ultimate version where she had, you know, other heads and, you know, a bunch of accessories to make her the best version of April that you could get. Uh, so there was that, uh, as you move down into the sewer layer, you saw Casey from corporate Raiders from dimension X, uh, in his classic suit where he goes to that interview. So you can finally have that Casey Jones action figure. Um, back up on the surface level of that display, we had the evil Rex one robot. So just a straight repaint of the Rex one, uh, that came out earlier this year. Uh, and right next to him was a giant Krang in his Android suit. Uh, so don't know if that was from the amp 
molecular amplification unit or if this is supposed to be part of the the quarter scale. I think this is supposed to be part of the regular turtle, like turtle line, not part of the quarter scale ones where they're, you know, really tall. Yeah, because uh, I think it's even bigger than quarter scale, right? It seems like... It yeah, would, like I've, I'd seen some people talk... I'd seen some people talking about how it is one ten scale, which is the scale that NECA does their figures at. That's seven inch scale. Um, so this is supposed to kind of fit in with them because it's specifically in that display. Um, and I think NECA is kind of moving away from quarter scale figures. Uh, Probably. It, it does is, seem like they took forever to like, I don't even know if they got Mikey out yet. Uh, he, I think he's up for pre-order right now. Yeah. They just announced him pretty recently. Yeah. Because like we knew Mikey was coming for the longest time, so like that that was always going to be a thing. But I think Krang, Krang seems like a really not an odd one, but kind of like I don't know. So the kind of the rumbling here is that Krang may not actually make it into production, just because it's it's such a kind of a niche thing. Because like the quarter scale figures are very big, but I you know they're a fraction of what people buy, you know, for the tune line. So I can't imagine that they will make too many of those. So the rumor is now that the rumblings that people are saying out of uh, Comic-Con is that that might not actually make it into production. So yeah. I would um, think if it did, it would be super expensive too. Like there's no way that's not like, yeah, like that's, that's a, that's a, that's a $150 action figure. Oh, easily. He's, yeah. I mean, what he's the size of the diorama yeah exactly like if you if you have the NECA street diorama he is the size of that so not truly to scale with how he was in that episode or even in this episode that we just watched yeah, what if it was what if it was red sky crank suit yeah if it was red sky crank suit oh man that would have been cool you could put the uh, turtles inside like he's its own playset. <laughs> Uh, so that was it for the brand new cartoon turtles reveals as of right now, uh, switching over to the movie side, we saw a bunch of new secret of the use, um, uh, reveals. So we have, uh, shredders throne from the junkyard. We have Kino in his fighting gear from when he was infiltrating the foot. Uh, we have professor Jordan Perry in two different flavors, the professor version and the, uh, I'm hiding a bunch of, uh, toxic waste in a field and interviewing <laughs> April O'Neil at the same time. Uh, no and page also, Turco still. Yeah, no. still no page Turco. Um, but we, we also got a reveal of a new um, uh, brand new uh, two-pack for the foot soldiers in more of a like a dusty, you know, we've been living in a junkyard kind of paint scheme. Uh, but also the fighting gear Kino uh, is supposedly going to be uh, Two packed with the big foot soldier that uh, people remember from the movie. Oh, the one that went. Uh, oh, the, yeah. yeah. The the <laughs> no the the really the really big one that like was a heavier set guy than all the other foot soldiers. Like uh, when they're, the when they're in like guy. the lab, right? Where they treat yeah. they try to like tackle him or something. Was he? Was it no? Because he was he was the one that was like juggling the ooze canister back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, like Donnie doesn't Donnie hit him with his bow staff too? Or no, I or thought Mikey to... just headbutts him. There's a part where he catches the ooze and he holds it up and he goes, "Oh!" I thought that was bro, a, I thought that was a different foot soldier. I'm pretty sure it's the big foot soldier. I'm pretty sure it's a different one. It might be though, because I do also kind of remember like a bigger foot soldier just in in like the training montages. 
So hmm. anyway, that's we'll coming. have to watch the movie again and see. Yeah, we'll have to watch it again. Swinging back to tunes, uh, back down in that sewer lair, they had the what they're calling the like adventures, but not like Archie TMNT adventures. It's like space adventure Donatello and samurai adventure Michelangelo. So these were those concept figures that they've talked about doing before. Um, seem pretty neat. Also, we're kind of halfway through that first wave of variant figures from Playmates. So we got a space guy and we got a samurai guy. So, you know, surfer Raph and, you know, undercover, undercover Leo. That'd be cool. Uh, Swinging back around again, uh, we're getting more turtles in the Universal Monsters line. So this one, I think, was kind of my least favorite one of the reveals. They did a rather than giving us new characters in the in this style where they're crossing the turtles over with the Universal Monsters. uh, They're giving us more turtles as like the monsters. And so we're getting Raph as the Wolfman. And Leo as the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. So I think they look really awesome. And I want to say one thing. There's a lot of people who say Razar should be the Wolfman. But Razar is already a wolf and he was never a man. So if he gets bit by a wolf, he's still going to be a wolf. And if there's a moon, he's not going to transform into a wolf. So it doesn't make sense, people. Let it go. Let it go. uh, We look exactly the same. Yeah. I'm with you, Cody. That there would be no more you could add to Razar to make him like yeah. a wolf man, other than like people clothes. You know, it's like oh, yeah, now he's our wolf man. Just buy the Razar figure. There you although, go. Exactly. Although, I do, it it is kind of a cute idea to have like him as the wolf man and then Toka as the creature. From Toka the Black as Lagoon. the creature, I can support, but like, we live in a society, and Razar can't be the wolf man. But yeah. It it is kind of disappointing that they're going back to the turtles and making them more monsters because like we well, already. I think that's super fun. And we're still going to get Shredder as Dracula. That's a lock that's going to happen. I just, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know. What if they do? What if they do? Splinter Box says he's the slayer of Shredder, the Van Helsing Splinter. Uh, It's a lock. It's a lock. If they don't do it, they drop the ball. I mean, what if they do Michelangelo as Dracula? I'm also down with that, though. I mean, so, I, I think I'm, I'm a little disappointed it's... in that be just just because like I don't want to have to buy rebuy the turtles as other creatures. Like I'd rather have new things rather than I'll buy them for you. half new things. All right. Yeah. Buy them for me. <laughs> and last but not least, we got a lot of updates for the last Ronin uh, line. Oh, God, so much talking. Uh, so. New as far as new reveals uh, that happened before Comic Con, uh, Raph Karai went up for pre-order. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Also announced with the Savanti Romero was the uh, foot, the Ultimate Footbot, which was from issue three, where they killed Leo and Casey. Um, so that was a, a, a really cool design for those for those footballs. Yeah, that's the best foot soldier design, if you ask me. Ever. I bought, I actually bought three of them. I pre-ordered three of them because I, I was like, I'm going to army build these guys. Like, these are cool. And I really, I don't normally army build that often. And it does, cool. like, in the, there's a whole mass of them in the comic. So if you're going to yeah. army build any of them. So I, so I like revealed a uh, Fugitoid and Casey with that reveal too. <laughs> yeah. 
which we see uh, here at San Diego Comic-Con, the Casey figure from that, uh, from his flashback, it was on display um, uh, along with, for the first time that we've seen, uh, flashback Mikey. So now we have seen all four flashback turtles um, and Splinter and Casey. Uh, So that was... Oh, sorry. Behind Mikey, though, in the display uh, were four ghost versions of the turtles. Mm. So uh, they did this kind of sneaky reveal last year where they hid like a tune style version of the last Ronin in the display. Uh, no word on if like those are actually figures or if that was just something that they did because they like to hide Easter eggs in there uh, in the display. Uh, and then we also saw some kind of what we're assuming to be variants. Um, so there's a brand new black and white version of the last Ronin that's coming. We didn't see the figure. We've only seen the box. And I think that is it for the brand new Ronin stuff. As of today, um, we know there's an April figure coming, but we haven't seen any of that. Yeah, April and E uh, and April and uh, E. So we haven't, we haven't, seen those just yet hopefully we see them this weekend and last but not least uh kind of related to turtles uh we are getting a brand new four pack of the usagi yojimbo figures um they've only shown us two so far but we're getting a four pack uh based specifically on different versions they of all, usagi four. Yeah, no, they, all four yeah one it's like it's kind of like I'm saying they showed all four there. We haven't seen all four before. We've only seen two figures. So all four figures that were shown off there were four different versions of Usagi. We have Samurai Usagi. We have uh, kind of the tune version that we already have, but in a new paint job. We have a very specific Stan Sakai version of uh, Usagi. Uh, And then we have, it's not really Space Usagi. I forget what they were calling it. Uh, but it is called the Year of the Rabbit uh, four pack, uh, which is really cool. Sweet, cool, cool. Is that Just everything? A, that is everything that we have seen so far at the at the NECA booth. So more turtle news to come this weekend. Um, we'll try and stay on top of it. I will be at the IDW. Uh, panel so hopefully i will be able to get out some news from that so keep an eye on our twitter because that's where i will be posting most of it amazing amazing that much and that's just neca <laughs> you know like well wills is coming i mean neca neca knows who pays their bills and it's turtles fans so yeah we did see i did actually remember we were wondering if like the the super seven can splinter would come with with noodles I did see a guy oh, who actually got yeah. sent one by Sh- yeah Shredder. Sorry, yeah, it was Shredder. Dracula. Yeah, he had one in like it was like a pop up display, and there was there was yeah. no noodles, folks. Unless he ate the noodles, dang, which is possible. Not even like plastic noodles or anything. Just no, it's just like a. Can. It looks like it's like a a, a little plastic enclosure ish that he stands in that you can like put on the top of the can. Okay. Man, I miss Chef Boyardee mail-away action figures. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Did you get some? 
I feel like I had some mail away figures. I don't I don't know that I had that super shredder, but I feel like I had for like other toys, mail away toys, you know. Wait, wait, so there were action figures that came with your Chef Boy RD? Then they, you had to send in so you many. Had to, you had to send away for it. Yeah. You cut wait, off the What UPC. does that mean, send away? Like what are we sending you, away? You, like you, you cut off the proof UPC. of purchases. Yeah. yeah. Like you like you you clip off like the barcode or something. Okay. Or there would be like a little like, there would be like us five. Have so you, you have never seen five. one of those before? No. Yeah, I mean They've been out of out of date for a long time. But I have five. a Space Jam basketball from Dole. I, I, I <laughs> yeah, remember I, I remember getting like Muppets and like a Bear in the Big Blue House DVD out of a cereal box when I was a kid. Kind of like always that. have that like kind Dole of, Pirate yeah. ad in it. Uh, you know the you wouldn't steal a car uh, thing. You wouldn't steal a purse. Yeah. Wow. You know, all, all those movies that have that in there. And you wouldn't download an actor, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, but you used to have to, like, cut off the UPCs, and I think you had to include the receipts to show that, like, you didn't just go into the grocery store and cut off a bunch of UPCs. <laughs> and uh, so, you, you know, you'd mail, like, 10 of those, plus shipping and handling to P.O. Box, whatever, whatever, Sunnyvale, California. And Chef Boyardee would mail you back an action figure that was, like, exclusive... It, it was a super shredder that was black instead of purple. Yeah, um, yeah. that was the exclusive one for turtles. But there were other th- I, cereals had them. Um, I think I had like a ghost pirate that went with like a, a pirate ship set that I had. I forget where we got that one from, but it was a mail away. Yeah, that, that was the thing back in the days. Huh. that's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it would be like nowadays if if like. Uh, the black and white Ronin, you could only get it by sending in the UPCs of the other Ronin figures or whatever. That'd you know? be like, kind of that, awesome. That'd be that'd be what it would be like. That today. would be cool. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't say that's cool because they'll they'll do it and we'll never get it, guys. Come on. <laughs> I would love it. Come on. My wallet is so thin. <laughs> Spencer, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're gonna cover Mutant Turtles Superman Legend. Oh, we're not doing the movie next week. Um, the movie. Like, the movie oh, never mind. It's two weeks. Yeah, sorry, it's two yeah. weeks. Never mind. So Got we're it. doing we're doing Mutant Turtles Superman Legend. Heck yeah, Chojin and Setsuhen. Are you doing both of them? Yeah, why not? It's only okay. they're each like a little it's old only, episodes. Yeah, there's two two OVAs. So yeah, so you know, I. Just barely decided we're going to be doing that while we were doing this because I realized I didn't actually have anything planned. And now we're going to super finish the 87 series because, like, we finished it, but, like, this is kind of a continuation of it. Well, I guess, technically, I guess technically we have to do Transdimensional Turtles and Turtles Forever if we're going to truly oh, finish well, 87. I mean, we've already watched those, though. You know, we, we, we have seen those before. But I'm super excited to cover Children's and Tezuhen. It is absolutely wild. So we're doing we're doing both the ones with the Muna Stone and the one with the animal armor. Yes. Okay. Just make it so. There you go, guys. Be excited for that next week. Uh, thank you again for listening to another episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. This is a very long one. I'm sorry. We just had a lot of feelings about the final episodes of '87, and there's a lot of news to go through tonight. In fact, and I'm Chef watching. figures. I'm watching yep. another booth tour because Fush just posted it while we were recording so I have to watch that and see if we missed anything so we will talk about everything next week um, 
that happened at San Diego Comic-Con. I will report back with everything I, I caught at the IDW panel. Um, thank you again for listening. Let us know somewhere on the internet what you thought of the show. Uh, Cody, thank you again. Uh, I think, I guess we'll keep you around, you know? Yeah, dude, you are welcome to be on this show as long as you want any week you want. Yeah, I'm in. I'm like a, think, a, a bad piece of gum. So I think, I think you earned it. So you're, uh, you're the Carter that this show deserves. Exactly. There you go. You're, you're Carter, but not, but not the Poochie Lip version. So, <laughs> uh, Ninja Turtle Power Hour, Ninja Turtle PH on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, uh, threads, I think, and TikTok. So, yeah. We're, we're everywhere. Just, just look for us. We, we have the same profile picture for everything so that's our show this week thank you again so much for listening and until next time cowabunga dudes cowabunga holy chalupa (laughs) (laughs) we gotta figure out who's win (laughs) you two argue amongst yourselves i just i always feel like if I wait, Mike waits. And so I'm like, oh, I got to get him before Mike. And then when I do that, he goes too. So you know what? Because I'm waiting and I'm like, is Cody going to go or not? Recording. Now recording. We've let him too deep into our lives. You have a good Craig voice. Thank you. I was telling I was telling Cody earlier, uh, I've been talking all day. My throat is very dry and coarse. Been passing off a lot of duties and stuff is my last day is tomorrow. So nice, congrats. Thank you. I'm very tired. But also, you said you've been passing a lot of duties, and that's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> passing all, passing all the duties. Duty, uh, <clears throat> passing I'm, the duty. I'm just going to leave that as the bonus content at the end. Yep, of the that's the bonus that's content. It. That's it. That's all it is. All right. So if you made it this far, if you job. made it this far, congratulate me in my new job. A treasure <laughs> chest full of duties. And congrats. Thank you. Colenstein a Satanist? The Colin? cult of Colenstein? No. Yeah. Well, because he got the upside down cross for his tea. I think he's just a joke to have to go yeah. along with cult. I yeah. Or, I mean, that's exactly what like a Satanist a... would do. Yeah, exactly, right. Are you just a big fan of King Diamond? I don't know. No one? Okay, let's get recording. Nope. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Keith. That one didn't land. <laughs>